Jason Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Hello, it's Jason Manford. Here are some of my best bits over the last eight months of the Jason Manford show. This is what happened. What's happened? Yesterday. Yeah. I did Top Gear. I did Top Gear. And um, I, I've never done it before. Never done it before. And I was new host. I don't know if you... I don't no, know if you've no, seen that news. Who is the host now? Yeah, um, it's uh, Matt LeBlanc. Oh, he from did something. He did like the winning couple years ago or a year ago, last series, didn't he? Or yeah. Something? yeah, he did last series, yeah. He's good, he's all right, yeah, he's good. And, uh, you know, because you think, oh, he's an actor, but... Does he just love cars? He loves his cars. Yeah. So I did the, did the you know, reasonably priced car lap thing. Yeah. Um, which was exciting. I mean, considering I've spent a week on a bicycle in centre parks... To go from that vehicle yeah. to... Did you make it to the tree? To <laughs> I did in the car, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was... Uh, yeah, that was exciting. I did a little lap with the stick. And is the the leaderboard, is it still the leaderboard that's been there all... Or is there a new leaderboard for the new hosts? New, I yeah. think they've got a new So it's easier, so like three years of history. Yeah, so. exactly, exactly. So I was just like trying to be... Because I knew Lee Mack and Rob Bryden had done it in yeah. a weeks leading up to it so I thought I just need to beat them get above them yeah yeah I mean I, Ross Noble was like right up there I thought I can't can't get there yeah, that's, that's unachievable he's he does motorbikes but also he's mental so like you know you've got to have you can't go against somebody who's got no fear no No, no. that's not going to work. But uh, anyway, you'll find out when it goes uh, on air on BBC Two in a few weeks' time. But this is what happened. So before we're going in, I get there and going into the uh, there's a little sort of room to get changed in, and Matt LeBlanc is is having a a, a quick fag outside, Mm. and um, he says, "Hey there, are you all right? Thanks, thanks for coming on the show." And I went, "Hi, hi, how are you doing?" How you doing? Oh, I said. Dear. Now the inflection was different. Yeah, Don't that's get me what wrong. Saved you. How you didn't you try doing? and get over it. How you getting? No, on? it was. It wasn't like full. You know, wasn't, how you doing? It wasn't that. You didn't go for that. It wasn't. Like, how you doing? Like yeah, I didn't yeah. go with that. But I still said, "How you doing?" Yeah. Not how are you doing? Not even how are you doing? <laughs> there must have been something though when I looked at his face. That's your brain messing with you. That. My brain was like... Used to, if you were talking properly, you'd say, how are you I've doing? never said how you how doing. How you doing? <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> never. I've never said it in my life. No, I've never heard you say that. And the one time I say it, it's in front of the guy who constantly... How you doing? Says That's his it. catchphrase, yeah. Oh, he must hate it. Yeah. I mean, he didn't. It didn't look like it registered. I've got to say, one, of, one eye just twitch a little he bit. Didn't, yeah, and then he just <laughs> like stopped Herbert talking Lomond, to the me. Panther films. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't just stop talking to me. But yeah, it was. Oh, it was horrible. Yeah, it was okay. horrible. It sort of reminded me of that. Um, you know, the bit in Father Ted, where they. Um, oh, with Richard where, Wilson. Yeah, where where he said where Dougal's like, you know, you know, ill like. I think I've got it somewhere. Look what it is. It, it's that actor. You're, you're a man from one foot in the grave, do you? I don't believe it, man. Oh, well. Do you know what he'd love? Well, he'd love if somebody came up to him and said his catchphrase. Oh, yeah, Ted. He'd love that. You should definitely do that. Oh, yeah. I'd say no one ever does that to him. I don't believe it. Love that, uh, but saying catchphrases to celebrities. Oh my god, it must be. It must. Be. I know Peter K gets it. You know he's not had to pay for garlic bread for a long time. No, to every restaurant. Well, even he if can't order it, can he? No, even or if it's cheesecake. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> even in an Indian restaurant, they'll find the garlic bread somewhere. Yeah, they will. Yeah, yeah. they'll find it. This is Jason Manford. This is. Matters. Bizarre when you see someone, though, isn't it? Out of context. Yeah. Yeah. I told I you saw, when I saw... I saw Terry Duckworth oh, when I oh, first yeah. moved to Salford. Just, <laughs> just buying cheese. I went, all right, mate. And I went, oh, it's Terry Duckworth. That's, I don't know him. That's funny that yours was Terry Duckworth. Mine was going to be Al Pacino. Oh, um, <laughs> no. <laughs> well, mine was in Salford Precinct. Mine was, mine was here in the West End, to be <laughs> All right, if Al Pacino was in Salford Precinct, that would be weird. buying cheddar, that's a better story. <laughs> 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 Where is the Tesco? Get me some Red Leicester. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good morning, Joe. Hello, Jason. How are you this morning? I'm good, thank you. Lovely. Yeah. So, tell us your story. When have you embarrassed yourself in front of a celebrity? And how famous were they? Um, in 2006, I was working in the wig department on Guys and Dolls. And I oh, was wow. very excited that Patrick Swayze came uh, to Patrick be in the car. Patrick Swayze. Uh, how you doing? How you every, doing? 
<laughs> as as every uh, girl of my age, um, I was a massive fan of Dirty Dancing. Of course. So I was already a little bit starstruck, mm-hmm. but I was also heavily pregnant at the time. Ah. And it was a two-show day, and right. I and my legs were a bit tired. And I saw Patrick taking a little bit of a shortcut during one of the numbers mm-hmm. uh, to get to the other side. And I thought, rather than going the long way around involving lots of stairs, I might just follow him. So I've got uh, two Salvation Army wigs in my hands, <laughs> right. and I was being really daft and just saying, oh, I'm following you, Patrick, I'm following you. And um, we got to the other side, and he slipped through a very small gap between the set, and I couldn't slip through. <laughs> he turned to me and said, oh, yeah, this is not for the pregnant lady. Oh, and then crazy. I got a little bit panicked, and um, this, the number was coming to an end, and I needed to do a quick change. <gasps> and I saw a door, and I almost went through it, but that would have taken me onto the stage during the Havana <laughs> dance <laughs> Just in the middle of guys and dolls, two wigs and a pregnant Dolls, I would have just had to have waved my wigs and. Uh, <laughs> I remember this in the film. Yeah, uh, but then, out of nowhere, uh, Burley stage management man Phew. came and started moving sets wow. out of the way, and he freed me. Oh and, thank um, goodness! And what was yeah. what was the legendary Patrick Swayze like? Was he was he a nice man? He was lovely, oh, really, goodness. really lovely. That's what we yeah. like to hear, isn't it? That's yeah, no, God he was a real gent. But I did used to have to go and do his eyeliner sometimes and oh. uh, because I had such an enormous bump um, <laughs> he, he, would, he would sometimes you know people do sort of pregnant ladies bumps are public property aren't they yeah, and yeah. he'd sort of get, you know give the bump a, li- a, a little, little pat, pat yeah. and put a cup of tea on it please yeah, yeah please please don't do that <laughs> yeah, yeah I bet the child in there trembling. did you did you ever come in and just like with your with your belly and just go I carry the watermelon all oh, right, that's I, what, you, I think yeah. that's what I would go uh, with. Yeah, no, I just stood in the corner and got no one put someone <laughs> with a baby in the corner. I, I did. I did. Oh, they used to put me in the corner in the wig room because I took up so much space. And oh. I did have a little sign that says nobody puts baby in the corner. Oh, I love it. <laughs> love it. Oh, thanks, Joe. Thanks for getting in touch. Thank you. See Bye. you soon. Jason Manford. Absolute Radio, where real music matters. Now I try my best to be a serious dad. Yeah. But I'm just not. And it's I, hard, I, I it, really yeah. try. So yesterday, uh, I was uh, I was doing a bit of work and uh, my dad uh, and my partner, they were, um, the, the kids were downstairs and I could hear a bit of commotion and I was in another room. I thought, I've just got to do this work and then I'll find out what's going on. I'm sure they can do it. My dad was over sort of babysitting, but I mean... Grandparents are not great at it. It's old school babysitting, isn't it? Yeah, they're just yeah. like, well, whatever. Be fine, yeah, be fine. They've hurt each other. Yeah, they, they, <laughs> yeah, they can have biscuits for tea, can't they? Yeah. So anyway, he uh, they, there was obviously some fight. Early on in the day, there'd been a major, major fight between yeah. the twins and my other daughter. She took them both on and lost at that moment. Okay. So she left it. Waited, yeah. bided a time. Everyone forgot, including the grown-ups. That's simmering, isn't it? Yeah, simmers, yeah. simmers, simmers, simmers. So later on in the afternoon, I hear this commotion. Ah, that's horrible. What are you doing? And then I hear my dad go, "That is terrible. You shouldn't have done that. That is awful." And I can hear this, and I think, "What's going on here?" And then, right, I'm telling your daddy. And so the door opens of the office, and she cut. They come in, and everyone stood there like waiting for me and I'm, and I'm starting to get the serious dad sort yep. of thing going on I thought right what's gone on what's happened here yeah they said Rosie right, it was, she's, she shouted uh, Annabelle up and said Annabelle I've got a trophy and I've left it on your bed and so she came running upstairs dead excited about this trophy that was on her bed and uh, she <laughs> went in the bed and what Rosie had done was she'd done a poo in the potty and left it on a pillow classic on in the potty she's not disgusting in the potty <laughs> On the pillow, as a trophy. It's like a, like a, some weird Godfather tribute, <laughs> yeah, like, a, like a horse's head. <laughs> now, I laughed so hard <laughs> that everyone was looking at me like, this, this is not your role in this. You're not one of the other kids. Uh, and I oh. just, I find this a lot where I'm supposed to be telling them off, yeah, and just think it's really funny. It's very hard, isn't it? It's tough, isn't it? Manford on Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. 
talking this morning about the telly. Have you been on the telly? Uh, Ollie from Colchester says, Jace, uh, I was on Motormouth as a kid talking about my pet rats. Motormouth? It must have been before our time. That You're so young. I say our time. <laughs> your time, and I don't remember it. We didn't have a telly for a long, a, long of those, a lot of those years. June Vincent, Pebble Mill. I do remember Pebble I Mill. I remember Pebble Mill. Pebble Mill at one for Slimming World. <laughs> she was on there. They gave us uh, wine and then told us not to eat the pre-packed food so fast. We were starving. I bet you were. I've um, got one from here, sorry. Louise Moore, she says, Mm. I was surprised on Saturday TV uh, with Going Live. Philip Schofield rang me up. Suddenly, a camera was in my face. I was wearing a beautiful dolphin T-shirt. Then Take That appeared in my front room. What? How cool is that? Sounds like a dream. It does. (laughs) Then the dolphin jumped off the T-shirt and (laughs) ate Mark Owen. Uh, Ian from Norwich said, uh, I'm hopefully on telly next month. I was I was uh, front row at your first show of Big Heads. <laughs> this is, so this is the show that I'm, uh, I'm for ITV that starts next month, uh, the game show. Uh, it was the episode where the German guy who played Boris Johnson quit. <laughs> oh, yeah, there was a guy who, uh, who quit the show halfway through. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, he did. He just left. Why? Was he injured? No, he was just a... Well, I can't say the word. No, he was um, he was just in a bit of a mood because he got oh. beat. He was so oh. over-competitive that he got... Be- I mean, what was funny was he got beat in the whatever game it was. He got hit by a giant shark, <laughs> right? <laughs> and then... And then was in a mood, and I, I was trying to, I was trying to take him seriously, but he had a massive Boris Johnson head on, and he was sat in the mouth of a shark, and I was like, I don't think I can, I don't know, I don't know if I can take this seriously. Did he to be storm off stage with the big head on? Yeah, and he um, went. It's the only episode where we, I had to do a link where I was like, because usually you say we do like a closing goodbye link where we get rid of the person, and uh, and off they go and they have a goodie bag or whatever it is. <laughs> Didn't get one. Didn't get one because he was like, no, I'm not going on. I was oh like, oh my god. All right, mate. It's only a game. <laughs> Only a game. Uh, Hi, guys. Uh, The only time uh, that I've been on telly was uh, Newcastle United winning the championship years ago. At half-time, I went on and had a kickabout on the pitch. I took a penalty. I presume he was invited on. Uh, I took a penalty against Tim Krul, the the, the Newcastle United goalkeeper. As I took a run-up to shoot, I stumbled in front of 72,000 fans. It was embarrassing as I landed face-first on hard ground. It actually caused a nosebleed. (laughs) Lawrence Rennick. Looking back at it now, I laugh. I don't know if you do, Lawrence. That's really, that's, I don't, he's scarred. And if you do, you shouldn't be. You should be deeply ashamed. <laughs> Terrible thing to have happened. And you spoil a lot of people's day. Uh, no, that is awful. What an awful thing to happen in front of all those people. Because football fans are cruel as well. Of all the fans, yeah, they're the cruelest. The amount of times that... I don't do it now. Every so often, Man City, who I support, they ring me up and they say, uh, oh, you come on the pitch at half-time and do a bit. I say, no, I'm not doing it. Because even, even the fans of my own club are so vicious. <laughs> it's like, you know, there's only so many times you can hear 56,000 people chanting, there's only one Johnny Vegas. <laughs> I'm like, all right, I've not had a shave. <laughs> Guys, oh, you know. Amazing. Where real music matters. Ellie Taylor is my guest this morning. She is. She's here in the room. Uh, she loves the show. Uh, <laughs> James says, uh, Hi, Jace. Uh, my wife Lindsay's arm was on That's Life in the 80s with Shakespeare Stevens. <laughs> Very specific. Somebody said their nose was on Casualty as well. We've had some just weird... That should be definitely a sh- for future shows. What bit of your body has been on a TV show? That's great. Yeah, or what, what, yeah, what was wrong with you in Casualty? <laughs> yes. My um, my mum was on a quite a good show. Oh, go on. So this is a good factoid for you. My oh. mum and her and my granddad were the first ever winners or contestants and winners of the Generation Game. Wow! How good is that? That is impressive. Did I don't know win- if they got a cuddly toy. I, got- I hope they did. Yeah, I maybe don't know. the cuddly toy had not even started. Yeah, by I don't then. know. Yeah, it was. It and was who was was that? Ago. Still Brucey? Was that? Well, did Brucey start? I don't that think. Off? Think it was someone else. Didn't they do well? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Years ago. I've done a couple of like celebrity quiz shows. I have. How have you done? I've done not, but not. I've not embarrassed myself. Right. I mean, a little bit of inside knowledge. They make it easier for us. Don't know what not, you are talking not, about. When you go on Celebrity Mastermind, it ain't Mastermind. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. I'll say no more. I don't want to ruin the magic. What was your specialist subject on Mastermind? Uh, Quantum Leap, the TV series. I thought you were going to say quantum physics for a second. I was like, I have really underestimated you, Jason. Yeah, sorry, yeah, I've got a degree in it. Yeah, Quantum Leap. Wow. Nailed it. 
Did you? Absolutely nailed Quantum Leap, yeah. That do, was fine. Do you remember how many you got right? I got 100% on Quantum Leap. Wow. Then the general knowledge started. Right. I got beat by Harriet Harman. But then she's a politician. She should be cleverer than me. True. Um, I mean, one of the dancers off Strictly came joint third with me. <laughs> and uh, joint third, I'm clinging on to that. <laughs> <laughs> only four contestants. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I did that. What else have I done? Um, millionaire. Got into the final on 15 to 1. Oh. Me and Stephen Mangan were the last two. I did 15 to 1. I did. I nearly got into the final. That's what I'm saying. I did all right with that. That's tactical, though. It's about getting rid of the right person. Yeah, it is. I voted off um, Jermaine Greer, which I, I still regret, to be honest. I felt I felt bad about that. You know, you've got to take out the strongest. You do, yeah. My enemy's enemy is my friend. <laughs> But uh, millionaire, you, so generally, if you think if you're thinking about it, you can be savvy, and so you can go right. Well, I'll pick a friend, or I'll pick someone who I know is quite bright, or whatever. But I just didn't. I didn't have any time to think about it. So they just said, "We'll just pair we pair you with another celebrity on the day." So I got there, and they paired with me with uh, Amir Khan. Fine, there's some very clever boxers out there. Chris Eubank looks, sounds like a very clever man. Amir Khan, lovely boy, who sit there and. Uh, there was a moment where he said, um, with a question, and this was just the first question, right? And it said, E equals MC square, the, you know, theory of relativity. Um, which geniuses, you know, yeah. came up with this formula, right? It was like uh, Albert Einstein. And then the other three were like people off Towie. <laughs> like, one of it was like an orange. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was. It was the obvious one, right? <laughs> And uh, so I thought, look, I'll, you know, obviously I know this, but let's see what Amir can do. Let's let's get this started. Right. And I said, Amir, what? and he not properly looked at it. He just looked at the questions. Rather, to be fair to him, he'd only looked at the questions and not the multiple choice answers. And he he said, um, oh, I don't, this was this was before I was born. <laughs> I was, like that is not an excuse <laughs> to not know something. Like I know about dinosaurs, but it doesn't. I wasn't there. Music matters. You've been watching the Bake Off on uh, Channel Four. Uh, no, I haven't. No, no. Are you, are you rallying against the move or uh, no. just busy? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I, I just get out of the habit of, of watching things yeah. like that, and I like it. What happens is because I work a lot at night, mm. and because uh, the current potential second Mrs. Morris doesn't. Yes, she gets so sick of waiting for me to watch things that she just goes on and watches them. By the time Fair I get found it, I got. I like the idea of it, and it's got some of my favourite people in the world on that show now. Mm. I love Noel Fielding. Yeah, he's great. And, he's very you know, good on it. I think it's just just great. Yeah, no, it is good. It is good, but it's made it's, it's made me start thinking about cooking a bit more. That's yeah. what I've been doing. And recently, we were, I was driving back with the kids, and uh, and the kids went, "Oh, can we have McDonald's? Can we have McDonald's?" And I said, and I, I, don't, I, st- I turned into like Eddie Murphy's <laughs> mum. Yeah, I was like, I make you my own McDonald's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they wanted nuggets, and I said, "Oh, mate, I'm, I'll make I'll make my own." Nuggets, yeah. right? And uh, quite hard a bit. Fifty minutes later, uh, you're in McDonald's. <laughs> yes, exactly. You've got to like poach the chicken, then you've got to whack it in the whizzer, and then you've got to shape it, and you've got to get the breadcrumbs, uh, dip it in egg, dip it in breadcrumbs. Like it's a, it's a right palaver. But you like. know what's going in it. But that was true. I knew exactly yeah. uh, what was in it, and they and they did taste better than uh, Mrs. Murphy's welfare burger. I've got yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I did think to myself about how the how McDonald's has changed uh, fast food in general, but specifically McDonald's. Uh, when I was a kid, McDonald's was very much for uh, other people's birthday parties. Like yeah. it was never a thing. A like, huge we never went. treat. Yes, a huge treat. And it was where the sort of middle classes went. Really, I, certainly our family never went. Not middle classes, but the, the the sort of ones with a bit of extra money. Yeah. So certainly our family never went to McDonald's uh, for a meal because our parents were like, "We'll make dinner here." And over the years, it has flipped round. Now it's flipped round where you're sort of people with a bit of extra money uh, will not go. Will not go because they've got no. We'll make our own. Yeah. Stuff here, and actually, it's people who, who, who haven't got out. Just do that. Get four. Well, there's years. a very interesting thing about uh, about the sort of middle brand of restaurants. Mm. You know, so. You've got your McDonald's and all that sort of stuff. But then when you take one step up and you go to Nando's... Yes. ...and all them kind of places, mm. and Pizza Express, everything's, oh, we're having... You know, you just really... It's, you're going the same as McDonald's, but yeah. you, you've got a knife and fork and you're paying a bit <laughs> yes. more. And it's still the same kind of idea, isn't it? It annoys me at Nando's that you have to go and get your own cutlery. Does it? Why don't you just have it on the tables? How hard can that be? Go and get your own know. cutlery. Go and get your own plates. Have you not got your card anymore, Jason? No. No. Long gone, that. <laughs> he wouldn't be saying Long that now, would he? Long gone. Do you know what? I actually, I actually Jason, tell that story. It. Tell that story about the first time you got it. 
Which one? I don't know which one you mean. Is this well? Is it true? I remember this story. You might Go on. Know, right. So you get so basically celebrities. Yes. And I know you don't like that word. No. But people in the public yeah. eye are given a, a card from Nando's to say, you know what? Have some food and us. Happens all the time, doesn't yeah. it? Happens all the time. And then you tweet about it and post about exactly. it and all that. That's the idea. I, that's exactly it. So you and your brothers, or a couple of your brothers, yes. you went and you went, look at this, lads. This must have been about 10 years yeah. ago. No matter what I'll do in life, I've got us free Nando's. <laughs> and you all went to the, to the Nando's in Parswood. That's right. And you had a massive big Nando's and you loved it. You loved it like that. Tea time comes around. Tea time comes around. And uh, one of your brothers goes, Stephen or whatever, says... Shall we, uh, shall we go to Nando's again? And you went, we can't do that, we can't do that. We've already been once. And they convince you, and you go to another, a different Nando's. And when you give them the card, they go, you do realise, Mr Manford, that your purchase history is on here. Is that true? That was a true story. I think, well, it must have been at the time, but it was a long time ago. But I did use it a lot. I mean, I would have used it a couple of times a day. But actually, what happened in the end was, I stopped using it because I was just embarrassed. Because so yeah. often I'd be by myself. Yeah. And I'd go in and I'd go, just a chicken wrap, please. And they go, all right, that's, you know, seven quid. And I'd go, oh, actually, I've got one of these. And yeah. I just got to... Do you not get it out first? I'll just... Well, uh, yeah, you can do. Yeah. But... Uh, Here we go. At that point, not loads of people knew about the black card. So yeah, yeah. even sh- even the stores, you'd be like, oh, oh it's because I'm on the telly. Oh. <laughs> I was like, nah. I did a little right. job this week for a, a pie maker. Mm. A national pie maker based in Lancashire. I'm not going to give them the name. No. Named after a, a lowland country in Europe. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> and um, got paid for it. it a, it's a commercial kind yeah, of yeah. job. Uh, the, the, the payment's fine. It's great. Mm. It's how I pay the bills. Absolutely. You know? But the fact they gave me three trays of pies to take home, the family are more impressed than yes. that. They were dishing them out. That Everyone came round. Relatives <laughs> have not seen for ages. Oh, I'll have a steak and kidney pudding. <laughs> I love free stuff. Don't you love free stuff? Yeah, I don't get as much as, as people think I do. No. Yeah, I, don't mean, think... I don't mean celebrity free stuff. No, I know. You get yeah. a bit oh, of a yeah. bargain. Oh, I like I that. that. I like the pretense in a shop where they're like giving out, uh, you know, samples. samples, and you're like, oh yeah, no, what, what flavour is this one? You have to yeah, ask yeah. question. Oh, can I check out that one? Like, have you seen Crashing? No. <gasps> you want to watch it? It's no. a sitcom on HBO about uh, stand-up comedians in New York when they first start out, okay. and that's how they survive. <laughs> Going to different <laughs> delis, finding out what free food they can get. I can see that. I could definitely see that. Jason Manford, Absolute Radio, where real music. Matters. Adam Rowe is my guest this morning. Thanks for having me, you sir. You can follow Adam on Twitter at Adam Rowe Comedy. Adam Rowe Comedy says exactly what it does on the tin. Is that is that the phrase? And says uh, exactly what it says does on exactly the tin. what it does on the tin. It's too early. It does exactly what it says on the tin. Yeah, yeah. That's the phrase. <laughs> There's a couple of phrases I keep getting mixed up. You know, the other phrase I keep hearing uh, recently is um, I get this tweet quite a lot. They'll tweet, they'll say, "Love the show last night." Jason, you never fail to disappoint. And I go, and I have to <laughs> take a second. I, go, I don't think that's a. I think you've said I always disappoint there. Yeah. I don't know what the real phrase is I'm supposed sure to be. Sure, it's well intended, mate. I, it, sure. it certainly comes from the heart, but yes. I. Uh, but they've got it wrong. Or at the heart. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. It comes from the foot. Uh, now we might be able to help this fella out. Uh, he said, uh, "Hey, Jason, I'm up with my six-month-old son, Francis. I'm just about to make some breakfast uh, for my fiance." When my son gets older, I want to be able to do some great dad jokes. Right. But I just don't know any. That's what I said. I don't know any. And it's, 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 a, it's a very specific skill as a dad. Because people think, as a comedian, that my level of jokes are always really high. But, yeah. of course, I'm also a dad. Yeah. So I've got to temper that. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes my jokes will be awful. See, my dad's... Doesn't do dad jokes, but he just says things. He's got no brain to mouth filter. There's no passport control on his thoughts. We just get yeah. led into the country for everyone else to have a look at. Um, we were watching a serial killer documentary on Christmas Day a few years ago because we're quite a normal family. Yeah, like yeah. That. Um, Snow is falling <laughs> and people. Yeah, uh, there's a fella called Arthur Shawcross. Right. I do not killed a lot of young girls and keep it light. Yeah. He got sentenced, and it's one of those American mm. things. Like, over there, you'd get life or whatever. Yeah, yeah, He got yeah. 450 years in prison. Right, right. Wowza. And it's Christmas Day, you've had your dinner, and everyone's mm. a bit tired, and I'm just trying to spice up the conversation. I just went, that's a long time, isn't it? 
450 years in my prison. <laughs> my dad goes, yeah, but these days, he'll only do half of that. <laughs> he wasn't intending to be funny. He was just like, not long enough these days. <laughs> there you go, you could use that one. Yeah. On your six-month-old son. Yeah. That works. There's a, there is a very special skill when it comes to dad jokes. I don't know, it's, it's trying to pick ones. There's there'll be There's visual jokes, there's... There's actual gags. There's also repetitive jokes. That's the skill of a real good dad joke. Yeah. It's when you are constantly doing the same joke. So, and what will happen is the joke will go through. I call, the, I call it the Dan, Dan, Dan effect. And you remember in Alan Partridge when he shouts Dan across the car park. Dan! 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 Dan. <laughs> it's very funny for the first six Dans. <laughs> then it is not funny for four Dans. And then it's hilarious for three Dans. <laughs> and that's how dad jokes work. Yeah. Hilarious. Not funny for about four years, and then boom, suddenly it'll get you. Are you still God, doing that? It's, it's the, the sheer tenacity of carrying on that joke that's not been getting a laugh. It's My granddad work. will tell the exact same joke every Christmas day. Yeah. Like when we're doing the crackers and stuff, he'll just come out where he goes, uh, why, why do crabs walk sideways? And you go, I don't know, granddad. And then he goes, I do like to be beside the seaside. <laughs> every time. Every Christmas. It's a beauty. And between the ages of like, Eight and twelve, I was yeah. like, "That's dev funny." And then twelve to sixteen, I was like, "This yeah. is the worst thing in the world." And since then, I've been like, "This is commitment." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's the Dan 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 effect. Yeah, and so every single time, my dad's best one, uh, or the one that he would do constantly every Sunday at my grandparents' paper. Get the paper, I'll be reading the mirror, and uh, he go, "Oh, scumbags, absolute scumbags." And my nana would be in the corner, sort of. She's piqued his interest. What's that? Oh, these absolute vermin. And he'd, he'd really dragged that out for a bit. <laughs> I said, what's going on? He said, this here, look, some scumbags have broken into Chester Zoo and they've, they've thrown all the penguins in the lion's cages. And, she, and she'll go, oh, awful. He said, don't worry, didn't he? We couldn't get the wrappers off. <laughs> like that, 25 years he's been doing that joke. Maybe about two years ago, was sat in my grand's living room and he did that joke. Yeah, he's in my six, He's in his sixties now, and he's, he did the joke, and he sort of chuckled to himself. <laughs> went up to the loo, and my nana, who was ninety four, went. I'm getting a bit worried about your dad. I went really. She went. You know, he's told me that joke every week for the last twelve years. <laughs> Matters. That's the trick with the dad jokes. You've always got to be alert. Uh, repetitiveness is definitely a skill. Uh, a, a good visual gag is good. So my the two things my dad would do, or one thing my dad would do repetitively would be in the days where you had to go and get your pizza, like from the takeaway, when they didn't, there was no delivery. I don't, I don't know what you're talking I know, about. I know, I know. Stone Age stuff. I know, all right. <laughs> Off we went. And he'd come back and there'd always be a slice out of it. That he'd obviously eat it on the way home. And then he'd bring it to the kitchen and you'd open it and we'd be like, what? And he'd be like, oh, those cheeky guests. <laughs> Every time. Every time. Oh, those cheeky guests. That was always my favourite. One I do with my kids is I'll get dressed. So I'm like, boxer shorts, T-shirt, and then I'll put socks and trainers on. And I'll just not put jeans on. And then I'll, I'll get the car keys, jacket. Like, I'll fully get... Right, off we go. I mean, mine are little, to be fair. Mine are like six and seven. I'm like, right, I forgot something. Is it my keys? Like, they're like, trousers! Every time. At the moment, it's still very cute. And they find it hilarious. I can imagine when they're 15 and there's three of their mates there. It's getting a bit weird now, Dad. So there's those sort of dad jokes. Another one of my favourites. This is a good one, actually. This is a good one for the kids. Uh, is mine. Uh, is, um, oh, my mum was so disappointed when I told her. That I was uh, I was going to make a car out of spaghetti, but you should have seen her face when I drove past her. <laughs> hey, the, the closest, that's the sort of gold we're after this morning. The closest I get to dad jokes is just playing tricks on me, missus, which normally is when she's in the shower, hiding right. slightly behind the wall of the bathroom. Oh, classic. She I comes out a bit of that, and it's just a <gasps> yeah. That's yeah. all you need. One day you'll get stabbed in the face, though. Just, just, be, just be careful. You'll be yes. halfway through a pot noodle with a fork in your hand. It's just the most entertaining thing in the world, seeing someone you love scared. <laughs> <laughs> like, genuinely fearing for their life for yeah, a second. Just for that split second, yeah. I'd go further than that. I sometimes lie on the floor and just leave my head hanging out of the door frame. 
that's a good one. Just so you, just so they don't actually see you first, and then you just have like a, <laughs> like, oh, that's a that's a that's a cracker. Um, someone uh, ex- says the hungry one. Of course, of course, that's the classic. Oh, dad, I'm hungry. Oh, hi, hungry. I'm dad. That's a that's a good yeah. one. That's a very good one. Top pants. Yeah, that's the. Um, there's a great meme somewhere that spins around, with, which is a, a 18th birthday or, or a dad becoming a dad for the first time, and the and the other dad. His dad gives him a book. He says, there you go. You'll need this now. And it's like 101 dad jokes. And he goes, oh, thanks, dad. I'm touched. He goes, hello, touched. I'm dad. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's a great Twitter account called, like, Dad Humour or something like yeah. that. And I've seen one a couple of weeks ago. It's so funny. You should all go and follow it. So it's a... Uh, it's like a, a written out conversation. It goes, mm. son, dad, I've drew a picture. Dad, what is it? And son goes, it's our house. Takes son outside. Can you see how it absolutely is not? <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Brutal. Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Uh, John Bishop is, uh, is halfway through a croissant. Well, no banana. Oh, you're onto the banana now. I've moved from croissant to banana. Are you? Are you? I keep saying it wrong. I keep saying croissant, but you don't say the R, do you? you say croissant. 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 I'm not. I'm not. Croissant. I'm not cultured like you. I'm not cultured. <laughs> he says in a mouthful. I'm not I'm just ambitious. I'm just... <laughs> I mean, Dad used to call croissants empty pasties. <laughs> What's the point of them? I mean, they look like there should be something in there, and there's yeah. nothing. I've got to say, I'm not. A, I'm not a massive. I've took a bite of mine. I'm not a massive fan. They're not my go-to snack. No, no. I'd much rather have a full packet of Jaffa cakes. <laughs> That's where I'd go to. Oh, I love a bit of that. That was the the killer thing actually when we were doing. Um, the rehearsals for Guys and Dolls. You're on stage with these unbelievable dancers. I mean, you saw them. Unbelievable. 22, 23, some of them. Some of them older, but, like, just young and fit. These lads who were just, like, flip, doing backflips and all sorts. Oh, yeah. And every day, because I was worried about staying in, getting into my, you know, my costume, I was, like, made a chicken salad, and I was eating me chicken salad. These lads had all come in. Greg's, pasties, cakes. So I'm like... It's not fair. How can they eat all that? And then obviously you see all the work they do. You go, okay, they're burning it. They're burning it. To be fair, exactly. Exactly. I need to, I need to sort of sort myself out. I've got no discipline. That's my problem with food. Mate, mate, you've got six kids. I know you've got no discipline. Well, that, yeah. <laughs> I've got a lot of children. Today. You definitely, you definitely are not one person. You're the, the one person I know who doesn't go. Oh, n- n- not now. <laughs> I'll put that off. It's like, well, I'll have it all. I've only done it four times. I don't know. What I'm doing. I don't know what I'm pressing. <laughs> Uh, we're, we're not live this morning, so don't uh, don't uh, text in. But I did. I was going through my um, <laughs> notes. So I thought, oh, I, what's what's happened recently that I can talk about? I don't know if you do this on your notes. I I often write things down and think, oh, that'll be funny. I'll have a little I'll have a little laugh about that when I get on the radio. I've got a note here. The guy that wouldn't let anyone use the water spray thing. That's what you know. I've not a clue what it means, but I put afterwards V funny. V funny. That'll be funny though. That funny. fella. And he wouldn't let anyone He won't let anyone oh, use the, the water, water spray. <laughs> the water spray. Because everyone's lined up waiting for the water and he's done. Oh no, you're not you. <laughs> I'm absolutely going oh. I think I'm going absolutely I'm going mad. I'm going mad. Absolutely mad. Uh, what else did I write about? Oh, this is the other thing. People who let the kids do answer phone messages. Pack it in. Stop that being a thing now. Hello, daddy's not available. Oh, because what happens is you start hating the kid. It's not the kid's fault that you're not answering the phone. My tour manager does it right. <laughs> He's got a lovely little boy. Love him. Absolutely adorable. Love him to bits. But if I Hello. hear one more time, Hello. daddy's Hello. not available right now, I'm like this. He's <laughs> not available. Well, get him. Get your dad on the phone. Oh, it kills me. Stop doing it. It's not cute. It's annoying. It's actually annoying. Just little things like that wind me up. Yeah, but that's different, you see. Again, for you, you could have a kid a day. (laughs) (laughs) Right, where's Monday's child? (laughs) Hello, it's Monday. (laughs) Me daddy's not available. (laughs) Hello, it's Tuesday. Me daddy's not available. (laughs) Hello, it's Wednesday. Me daddy's not available. Maybe I'll do that. I might use yours. I might use that. 
clip that out. I'll have that for the answer phone messages. <laughs> Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Matters. Carrie Ann Lloyd is my guest this morning. Hello. You've been heckled. Nancy Delalio, I read. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, she, did, again, didn't heckle. She came to my Edinburgh show. Right. With, like, quite a entourage. Okay. But she Brilliant. Was, yeah. Sells extra tickets. Yeah. But she was sat sort of, like, um, maybe, like, second row. Okay. Oh, no, sorry. Maybe about fourth row. So there were some people in front who didn't know she was there. Right. And then halfway through a character change, her and her entourage just got up and left. Oh. So I came back out and there was an empty row. Ooh. So some people were like, we just saw Nancy Dyer leave. But the first four rows hadn't seen anything. Ah, yeah. So then, of course, I was like, guys... Yeah. Nancy Delalio just left oh and the whole goodness. front section thought I was doing a bit. Oh no, because so you're like, in character. Yeah, and they were like, where's this going? This? <laughs> yes. Why is she dressed as a small boy but talking about Nancy Delalio? Oh, yeah. What's this? And I was like, no, at break, char- I'm not in character. <laughs> yeah, I'm just me... trying to tell you. It's me, unseen. Yeah. She said, um, darling, I'm bored, let's get some champagne. <laughs> she said, darling, I'm bored, let's get some champagne. Oh wow. My friend heard her. Oh really? Her whole row left. Harsh. And I liked her on Strictly, so I felt very hurt. Yeah, I bet. Mm, it's like, harsh, though, isn't I was, it? I was a supporter of her on Strictly. I thought she was great. And then mm. she just sort of walked out of my show. Not as bad as the man who shouted at me with his old with his dad. Oh. A fight with, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> How does this happen to you? I t- maybe it's the comedy days. Yeah, yeah, they tried to leave, but I was in character as Moomin Mama. Do you okay. Moomins? Well, yeah, remember the Moomins. Yeah, they're sort of like, if you don't know, they're like these sort of Finnish, Swedish kids characters. Yeah. And him and his old dad tried to leave, but I tried to help them with the door. I thought they would wanted to go to Lou, and he said, we're, right. we don't need your help, we want to leave because we're not enjoying it. <sighs> and then I, in character like sort of chase him upstairs didn't mean to no just happened but yeah so I was like what? don't be so rude don't have to say that that to me and then he was like well we don't like your show and I followed them upstairs well you don't have to tell you just leave quietly you're just being so mean and he was like well I'm, I'm we want our money back I said go get your money back then you don't watch your life. and then the door closed and I realised I was in the Pleasance Courtyard dressed as Moomin Mama holding uh, a saucepan okay by myself I'd left my audience your actual audience who yeah they- who love you and decided to stay. Yes, we're still in there. Yeah. Yeah, it was a tough Edinburgh. It's a, see, it's <laughs> that happened in the same Edinburgh. That is a weird Edinburgh festival yeah. that you were having. And then I had to come back in and be like, oh, sorry about that, I chased someone, but they're gone. Okay, let's get this, carry on, carry on. Okay, I'm moaning, mama. Remember a, me, remember, remember me. me. See, because yeah. as, as a stand-up, as a, a traditional yeah, stand-up exactly. co- comedian, I'm able to go, hey, where are you going? I yeah, can break can into it. And I have a chat, but when you're in character... And, but you should drop... I just did, I don't know why, I just didn't. It's better that you didn't. <laughs> I mean... Certainly for us. It is better, yeah. It's a better story now. It was a that was a moment when the door closed and I was still in costume and I sort of saw you know and you see your outside. Yeah, of so it was like you catch a re- reflection of yourself oh, in the mirror. Yeah. And I thought, Are is you this... okay? are you okay? Yeah. <laughs> so I thought twice. <laughs> I don't think you're okay. <laughs> is this no, I didn't think this is where it was going. No, this isn't what I want. But he was really old. The man was old and his dad was even older. Like I had like a walking wow. stick and couldn't really speak. Oh really? And they were so aggressive. What was it about your show, do you think, though? That's the show for us, Dad. I know. I think it was a misbooking. Yes. They definitely were in the wrong place. Yeah, so. I had that last week, actually. Oh. Someone had turned up uh, for some uh, concerto and uh, it, they were like a month early. No. You know, February and March have the same The same date. Dates. It's so confusing. And uh, they turned up a month early. We just sat on the second row. I was like, hi, mate. We're chatting away. Why are you not laughing? Uh, we didn't think this was what the show was. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry about that. Oh my god! Do how? Why did he sit there and wait? Is he thinking he's going to get violin out? Is how they got in? (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Surely the staff went. No, it's the wrong show. This and and at some point when you saw the merchandise, the brochure, no instruments on stage. When you walked out, just with a microphone and weren't an orchestra. Hang on a minute. (laughs) (laughs) This is very avant-garde. Introducing them individually. Where real music matters. On Thursday, it was my children's school sports day. Love a sports day. School sports day is a great time. It's a great time to meet the other parents because you don't get to meet them all the time because you only yeah. see them very briefly at the beginning and the end of the day. And especially with my little ones, my, my smallest son is uh, three, and so it's reception. Right. It's very cute. Oh. Very cute. And then my other, my other girls are doing it as well. So I was actually there all day because they spread out 
the classes throughout the day. I was like, oh, great, great. I'm here all day, great. But it was fabulous. Uh, but, of course, the dreaded parents' race cropped up. Oh. The dreaded parents' race. And it's funny because I always think, oh, I'm, a, I'm fairly young, I'm 35. But, of course, to have a primary school aged child, you know, mm. well, if you had that kid at 16, you could be 22. Yeah. You could be 20 to 22. Now, how is that fair? <laughs> How is that fair when there's dads lining up who I'm old enough to be their dad? That's not good, is it? <laughs> no. Did you train for it? No, but I... Br- Weren't taking it seriously. No, but some... I mean, there were some fellas there They were, like, stretching. One mum had a pair of trainers with spikes on. Like, <laughs> oh, that's too... She'd gone for it. Too far, that. I was like, that is going to pop the space hopper. You've not thought that through <laughs> at all. My favourite thing that happened on the day was I was... Um, Joined this little team. It was, like, it was a relay race. Six six parents already like, to do the to do the run. We're like, hi, are you all right? Yeah, how are you? Oh, I'm Jacob's dad. Oh, hi, I'm, I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm dead. Everyone's chatting to each other, dead nice. And uh, <laughs> then there's a moment where they start running and you go from pleasantry to going, come on, Janet, you lazy get. Come on, like, really into it. Up your game, Janet. Come on, Janet, get your head in the game. <laughs> we're, get, we're getting beat here by the spiders. <laughs> getting really angry about it. Music matters. Do you remember your sports day as a, as I a kid? I was terrible at was sports you? day, yeah. You don't strike me as a sporty person, to be what, honest. What makes you say that? I don't know. Just... Maybe it's the inhaler laid out in front of my <laughs> yeah, desk. The fact that you need an inhaler at 8am in the morning. <laughs> it's not going to do it. I used to love parents' uh, race, though, because my mum was dead good, so oh. she'd redeem me. Yeah. Nice. That's that's quite... Yeah, it's good, good old Paulie. That. Yeah, my dad... I remember my dad was a bit older than the other dads uh, in the... Uh, in the school and uh, there was all these really young fit guys and my dad uh, so they were all like and they would all be in that position like the, the ready set go position yeah. you know with the hands on the floor that position yeah uh, with their like with trainers on and my dad would be in Doc Martens <laughs> finishing a fag stood up classic <laughs> I don't think we're going to win this. <laughs> got to get into it. Got to get into it. Becky Wood said uh, Mum's race this year was jumping. Jumping. It was, it was decided on well, that. Obviously some f- fella, I imagine. She says, Easy after holding teacher. my boobs, <laughs> I turned into a gallop. But I got massively <laughs> excited seeing my little girl race up to me at the end to inform me that I was rubbish and to go and sit down. Safe to say I shamed my four-year-old in front of all her friends. And to top it off, her dad cheated in the daddy race and still fell over at the finish line. So very proud parenting. Ill-fitting clothes and cheating. Hashtag team loser. <laughs> Hashtag sports bra. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the, I noticed that... Uh, uh, on our sports day as well, that there was a lot of people who'd not thought that through. In fact, it got to a point where I had a team of six, <laughs> and then one of the women went when she saw what we had to do because we did. It was like the, the dressing up run where you got to dress like put a hat on, and I'll put the picture on Facebook right. of me and me dressed up uh, on a on a uh, as soon as she saw the space opera, she was like, "Yeah, I can't do this race." <laughs> she was like, "I'm out of here." I do it. She finished the race before everyone else. So. <laughs> yeah. And uh, Sharon said, my hubby fell over when he ran in the dad's race at my son's nursery a few years back, probably because he was running in his suit, trousers and work shoes and everyone else had come prepared in their trainers. My son burst into tears and has hated sports day ever since. I mean, that's the danger, isn't it? That you actually put them off sport. I know. And how how cool is that dad, though? Still in office mode. (laughs) I like that. Like he's come straight from Straight work. from the office. I mean, it's pretty legendary to do that. That he is. He must be tired. He's had a full day. He's come over. Or he's about to go to work. Yeah. Still done the race. Uh, Victoria uh, messaged me. She said, uh, Jason, that happened at my niece's sports day. Uh, a mum turned up in full running gear. My sister made me run. I whooped that woman's ass. I mean, that is... Um, if your mum turns up full running gear, yeah. you expect results. Hashtag all the gear, no idea. Fair play. <laughs> like uh, Caroline Ballard said, uh, my niece had uh, done the mum's race at my school, son's school. At the start, the women all had their children's hands, uh, holding their hands uh, when the race started. My niece let go of my, my wee man's hand halfway through because, in uh, speech marks, he was slowing her down. Oh. Wow. 
dropping the baggage. Wow, I'm, I love it. Uh, and I like the fact that when people get, get competitive about their own kids as well, Alex said, my little boy slowed down in his race to say hi, mummy, and wave at me. Everyone was like, oh, really cute. And so, you know, I had to smile and do a heart shape with my hands, nodding to the parents. Yeah, oh, he is adorable, isn't he? But inside, I'm thinking, oh my God, Rafe, <laughs> don't you flipping slow down now. <laughs> say hi to Pick up girl. the pace. That girl just overtook you. Run, run, run. And uh, Liz said, uh, once there was a mum at the nursery sports day she wore spikes in her trainers right nursery as well for a 20 yard run <laughs> she ran straight into the railings at the end and bust her nose I have to admit I laughed I laughed a lot <laughs> I like a bit of comeuppance it's always good but she deserved that <laughs> for being prepared Jason Manford Absolute Radio where real music matters so I had an odd experience this week John Bishop, where I was on holiday and uh, we were at a, a little cafe and I, we were looking at the menu and it had the usual things on the kids' menu, you know, when you go to Portugal and Spain, you know, chicken nuggets, fish fingers, a burger, that sort of thing. And I said to my daughter, who's had just turned seven, I said, um, have you had a look through the menu, sweetheart? Is there anything that you want uh, for dinner? And she had a look through the proper menu and she said, um, do you know what, Dad? I think I'd like to try the octopus. <laughs> so I got her the octopus and she, liked, and she liked it. Now, I didn't know you could eat octopus till I was about 22. I didn't even know what hummus was till I was about 25. Yeah, it's, you didn't, they hadn't invented it no. before you were 25. No, I it's agree. stuff like, like couscous. Where yeah. did that come from? Well, Quinoa. There's, there's food agreed. now yeah. that never existed. Kale. Kale. Where did kale? Kale's only two years old. I know. Where did kale I, come from? Kale, like I'm vegetarian, yeah. I, I, so I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah. All of this stuff's presented to me. Kale. <laughs> I've got to be honest with you. It's not a Ma- thing. It makes you want to eat a sausage. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like a farmer went to his gr- went to his land and went. I'm going to get rid of all yeah. this weed. I'll, I'll say it's you, a superfood. Superfood. Yeah. Here's <laughs> some food. What's it? Oh, it's super. I love that. <laughs> yeah. Octopus. And I, and it was that moment that I thought my kids are better than me. But better is the wrong word, but definitely posher. They are having a posher upbringing than I am, oh, naturally. Yeah, obviously. Like, like I've, I've said it in the past in stand-up that my kids are the kids I used to throw stones at. <laughs> <laughs> and there has been times where they're going off to school when they were little with the posh, posh uniforms and I'm picking up stones going, get out of here. Sorry, son. Sorry. <laughs> I couldn't help it. It was an instinct. Your, your couscous has fell out your lunchbox. <laughs> And there is there is that bit where you you like you you regard yourself as working class. If you've grown yeah. up on a council estate, you go that's it. But you don't live there anymore. You no. live more of your life somewhere else. But of I course. think that grounding never goes. It stays and with I, you. And I don't yeah. think class changes necessarily because of your circumstances mm. and instinct inside you. But the, but what it means is if you move on for what I want to a better phrase and you live a posh life, you do have posh kids. Yeah, I know. And, and it is that moment where you do look at them and go, Whoa. I know. <laughs> my daughter, I said to my daughter the other day, I said, right, I'm just, I'm just going to, uh, we're on all this. I said, right, I'm going to put that, uh, put that thing up in the garage. And she went, you mean the garage? The yeah, garage. Yeah, yeah. She actually corrected my English. Yeah, Garage! Yeah. I'm not having it. The moment you realise your kid was better than you. Okay, that's what we're after this morning. Steph Griffiths messaged me. She said, went to a restaurant with my daughter. She was about four years old. Waitress came over to see if the food was okay. And my lovely four-year-old announced to everybody, it's super, would you thank the cook for me? That's, 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 that's amazing. That's good. That's when, amazing. Your, when your kids, when your kids are aware of staff. Yes. Well, there's another great, another great one actually, uh, which was uh, Nicola Perry who said uh, we were having uh, an early pub tea one evening. We ended up being the only ones left in the pub. Her five-year-old said, "Oh, look, mummy, it's just us and the servants." No. <laughs> <laughs> Matters. Lucy's on the line. Good morning, Lucy. Hi, uh, good morning. How are you? Where you? I'm really well, thanks for asking. Where are you calling from, Luce? I'm from Hampshire. Hampshire, lovely. Okay, yeah. tell us then. The moment you realise your kids Whoa, are posh than hang you. Hang on, hang on. <laughs> Lucy's phoning from Hampshire. We've got a high bar to begin with. No, true. no, no. Hang on, right. I, I've, I've not been. I've just recently moved to Hampshire. I was going to say you don't like. Yeah, you yeah. don't sound like you've come <laughs> from Hampshire. No, in, no. in all due oh, respect. Thanks, but no. <laughs> With all due respect, I said that bit. <laughs> Go on then, what happened? 
Okay, so um, we, myself, my husband, and my twin boys went round to my friend's house for dinner, and they're only four years old. And when we got there, friends. (laughs) at <laughs> my friend's house <laughs> and uh, when we got there um, she asked you know would the boys like a drink and mm. the boys were like uh, yes please can I have a water which is fine you know they're not a big fan of juice so yeah, she started fine. running the cold tap and as she was running the cold tap <laughs> my youngest twin turned around oh no 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 not from the tap it has to be bottled and it has to be cold from the fridge <laughs> no, I mean, I, see, I think that's fair enough because I'm, I'm a bit like, I'm a bit of a water snob myself. No, don't. I know, I know, I am. Four. I know, but I am. Like Lucy said, the four. And what have we, I mean, this is. I'll be honest with you. This is a true story. This. I, I used to have another life, Lucy. So I, I was working. <laughs> I was working for a pharmaceutical company, and I was, and I, I was actually studying. This is true. I was studying to do a master's degree in business whilst I was working, and I had to go to a seminar weekend in Manchester it was at Manchester University got all these people studying masters all these people involved in business mm. and there was a lad there and he, he lived up in the lakes and everyone had to put forward what environment they were in and what they wanted to do and I said I work for a big pharmaceutical company and they came to this lad this is honestly about 15 years ago yeah, I said so, he said so what, what are you doing he said I'm thinking if you seen in France you get water in a bottle he said I'm thinking you can do that in England and we all went don't be daft. <laughs> Who's going to buy water in a bottle? <laughs> He's loaded now, and I'm exactly. here with you. Exactly, yeah. John Buxton. <laughs> <laughs> Lovely. Thanks, Lucy. That's fine. Thanks. Have a good day. Thank you, you good too, night. sweetheart. Good Bye-bye. Night. It's the moment you realise your kids were posher than you. This one from Alison. I love this one. I grew up in Slough but grew up and moved away. I first knew my five-year-old son was posher than me when he applauded someone and said, Bravo. (laughs) (laughs) Five years old. Liam in Glasgow says, We didn't have a family car growing up. Listen, my kids do this. We didn't have a family car growing up. Now, my kids see getting the bus anywhere as a novelty. Yeah. And beg me to leave the car at home. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. kids do that. Can we get the bus? Yeah. <laughs> they always do that. So the moment you realise your kids are pushing you, I love that. Um, and uh, Geraldine in West Midlands was on holiday with our cousins having a pub tea. All the kids were ordering, six of them, all said pizza and chips or chicken nuggets. Came to my eldest lad, who was seven, he said steak, medium. <laughs> yeah, medium. <laughs> yeah, medium. <laughs> and uh, Stephanie said, when my daughter was three, Three or four, she said, I was showing her how you could fold up a car window shade and it would ping uh, when you let go of it. I said to her, look, it's magic. She replied, it's not magic, mummy, it's physics. (laughs) (laughs) Jason. Manford. Absolute Radio. Where real music matters. Hello, it's the Jason Manford Show on Absolute Radio. Sarah Millican is here. Hello. Uh, what did you have to eat on the way into the studio? Oh, I had a naked bar. Naked I bar. I feel like I've been punched by a healthy person. Oh. Like, they're really, I know they're good and they, they're they? solid, so yeah. I feel full, mm-hmm. but I feel sad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I had a whisper as well, yeah, and then I feel good. full and happier. A whisper chaser. <laughs> yeah. I, exactly. I had a weird thing. Well, I'm trying to be healthy as well. So on the way in, we're in the Manchester studios today doing a, a pre-record. And uh, on the way in, there's a McDonald's. And it was about 20 past 10. And so I thought, oh, I'll just pop it. So I went, so queued up in the drive-thru, coming through. What what would you like? Some, I was in, it was in Levenge. What would you like? <laughs> Welcome to McDonald's. <laughs> I said, uh, can I get a black coffee, a bottle of water, your porridge, but with no syrup in it or anything, and three of your fruit bags? And he went... What? <laughs> like, uh, and I did the repeated the order. He went, right, okay, uh, and what? <laughs> to go with your what? He's like, yeah. and what? I was like, that's it, mate. I'm, I'm all right with that. That's it. I was like, yeah, yeah, that's it, that's it. All right, but he did it again. And he, he called them a muck fruit bag. I was like, I don't... <laughs> all right, fine. If that makes you feel better, mate. Is it muck porridge as well? Don't think it is. Can't just keep But what, I, I can't believe your restraint. That's so... I thought when you said there's a McDonald's, I thought, mm, I know what he's done. He's gone and had like a I double cheeseburger on the I way I couldn't in. believe it myself. And I'm a big fan of the 
the, the McDonald's breakfast, I've got to say. I do love a double I don't sausage think I've ever had a McDonald's <gasps> breakfast. God, so McDonald's is a very much a late night thing for me. Yes, I Do you ever you pretend say. there's somebody else in the car? Oh, all the time. <laughs> all like, the time. Oh, this is for him in the back. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't care. <laughs> yeah, they're not bothered. It's for yourself, though, isn't it? Oh, he's hungry in the back, isn't he? <laughs> they don't care. They know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, all the time. Well, I've done it in hotels where I've, I've rung down to room service and I'm like uh, ordering so much food. And the guy goes, and w- would your uh, guests also like uh, a pudding? I'm like, let me just check. Do you want it? Yeah, they'll have the rice pudding. No, no, nobody there. Nobody there. I did that before. They accidentally brought up two lots of beans on toast because they'd misheard me on the phone. Oh. And I was like, yeah, I can just leave them. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I'll sort it out. It's fine. <laughs> I think the worst thing for me is sometimes, uh, so my wife goes into the hotel first, and then after the gig or wherever I'm coming back from, I'll go and join her. Yeah. And... I got back, it was late at night, it's central London, it was about half one in the morning, and as I got to the room, outside, whatever her and my daughter had had for dinner, they'd pushed outside, <laughs> ready to come out. And so I had a little look to see what they'd eaten, and they'd had a load of chicken wings. A load of chicken still left on the, on the bones, <laughs> I thought, sod that, I'll finish it. So I'm outside my own room, oh. and uh, so somebody else walked past, and was looking at me, I was like... These are mine. <laughs> like he was just looking at me, like, oh, "How greedy are you?" I thought you were going to say somebody else came out of the door. And what you I said the, they were, and you got the door wrong. <laughs> no, thank goodness. <laughs> Nobody wants they to be. Don't know. I I think I leave chicken on as well because oh, my husband will will go like, "There's still stuff on that." Well, <laughs> Neil work his way through it. Yeah, my granddad Patsy, he. Uh, we would go to their house on a Monday after school and my nana would say, uh, she'd say, there's a bag of uh, bones in the fridge uh, for your dog. And so my mum would go to the, the fr- fridge, get the bag of bones, and my granddad would go, let's have a quick look. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely made... He definitely... He does, dog doesn't need that. Poor dog. <laughs> Poor dog's like, look at... The dog's just oh, licking on, what's man. left. I'm already eating bones. <laughs> I flew with my uh, youngest this week down to... I had a gig in Andover. Oh, I know uh, it. Yeah, down uh, at the lights in Andover, Southampton Way. So I, I was, I've stuck the, stuck the kids into school. And I'm trying to be fit. I'm trying to be healthy now. Like we were talking about that earlier, about just being a bit healthier in life. You know, I'm yeah. trying to... I just want to live longer, I've decided. Yeah. I'd like to live longer. So I've started to, you know, eat better. And, I'm, I'm you know, I've lost about a stone now. It's going all right. It's going all right. So I knew I was getting into Southampton... Uh, airport. I was going to fly to Southampton. There was a gym up the road that I'm a member of around the country, and they have tennis there. And I, right. I like a bit of tennis, so I thought, right, I'll bring my racket. I'll bring my racket with me. Yeah. And because I get there at one o'clock, I'll go and play tennis for the afternoon for a couple of hours because I've got a session, and uh, that'll be like my exercise for the day. And I'll, I've done some good things then. Yeah. That'd be great. And then I can have a burger or whatever. That's how it works. <laughs> isn't it? Offset. Yeah. And uh, anyway, new rule. Didn't know this. As I'm going into the airport, I've got my daughter, so I'm, I'm unpacking things, iPads and my laptop, and doing all the things in security, and I put my racket through, yeah. and, uh, and it goes boop, goes to the other side. Oh. I'm like, oh, what's, no. the, what's wrong with the racket? What's wrong with the racket? Yeah. Get there. He's like, hiya, mate. He's having a chat. And he's, have you got a gig down there? He's like, Manchester <laughs> Airport. The staff are over, always very nice to me. I said, hi. He said, I'm really sorry, Jay. He was a bit embarrassed, I think, but he said, yeah. I'm really sorry, but... You're not allowed the racket in the hold. Really? In the uh, in hand luggage. It's got to go in the hold. I was like, what? Really? He went, yeah, sports equipment. I was like, I get it if you're skiing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like you're, Canoeing. Yeah, a fisherman or something. <laughs> like, I, I totally understand that. That's not going in the overhead compartment. But a rat, like a little tennis racket. Yeah. And I, I could just put it there and put my bag on top. It'll be fine. He was like, yeah, I'm sorry, you can't have it. Was it out of its case? No, was it in it was the very little- much in a case. Yeah. Uh, it's like it's about five years old, like, but it's my favourite racket. Yeah, and he said you can go out and put it in the hole. But I'm a two-year-old, and I, I was like the time and all that. I just oh. went, I've not got time now to go back through and do it. So you didn't just, do the don't you know who I am thing, Jane? Well, they know who you are because they got your passport. Oh, of course, they yeah, do. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they know who everybody. Yeah, is. Yeah. I suppose that's security, isn't <laughs> that's, it? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the rules of the fair airport. point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I was like, and then he had, he just put my racket in the bin. Or no. eBay. I don't know. Maybe it's on eBay. <laughs> Might know. But he just put it in the bin and that was it. I felt like Tom Hanks in Castaway. Wilson! <laughs> Wilson! <laughs> no! Well, I'm glad I didn't know this was a thing. I know. That's a thing. No no, no sports equipment, uh, including tennis rackets. I wonder if you get through with um, table tennis rackets. I don't think you can. Unless maybe if you hid them in your bag. Maybe they'd find them. But then if contraband. yours was already in the little bag... 
like a tennis. Yeah, bag. but it wasn't a tennis racket shaped bag. Like I mean, it, it <laughs> couldn't have been anything else. Well, that's what you, you maybe next time a violin shaped bag is what you need. With do a, you think you're allowed? To, yeah, I guess you're, you're you allowed. I've seen musical instruments yeah. go through. I mean, so it's a great go. expense to purchase a violin case. It's a bit of get rid it's of a bit the of a violin. Long way around, yeah. To be honest, it is. I always feel like I stick to the rules when it comes to hand luggage on planes. I'm well, all, I, feel I like always I feel like other people really don't because mm. I do have a quick squint around and see what people are bringing on. I'm like, what? Yes. Yeah, I had a moment at Heathrow the other week where my bag went to the other side and I thought, it must be a random check because there's nothing in that bag that's yeah. untoward. And uh, the, um, there was a woman in front of me who ha- who'd brought, like, her whole makeup bag, yeah. everything, <laughs> for a flight. And the, this Jamaican woman was going through it all and she was like, you don't need that, you don't need this, yeah. that shouldn't be in there. And she was doing it in that, because it's such a warm uh, accent, isn't it? Yeah, the, but I could lovely. tell there was a real, like... Oh, come on. Why? What? I mean, what you're a you grown... This is the first time you've flown. <laughs> yeah. And then they got to my bag. And I was, like, rolling my eyes and, like, oh, God, this is unbelievable. Is this the first time she's ever been on an airplane? And then she went through my, my bag and she reached down to the bottom and she was like, screwdriver. Oh. Screwdriver. <laughs> I was like, oh, I totally forgot that was in there. I'm really sorry. Why did you have a screwdriver? Well, I'd done, I done... It was because of a, a thing I needed to do a few days earlier and, like... What, put up shelves? No, it was... I was unscrewing this box thing. It's, it's not important, but... <laughs> I just put it in my bag and thought I must get rid of that before I fly, but I totally didn't. And I looked, and it was the first time I thought, like, oh my god, I look like a criminal! I look like a criminal. And then because I've been like trying to be healthy, she went, she went, you know that there's uh, some um, boiled eggs in here. I was like, yeah, 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 this, yeah, that's the sort of life I lead now. The worst bit when I lost the racket was that one of the security guys went, hey, you can use this in your set. Oh, brilliant! The classic. I was like, no. I'm not, that's sixty quid, mate. Yeah. I'm not finding any of this funny. And then, I actually, even before I even thought about it, right, when he first said it, it's only when I walked away, I went, I can't believe I just said that. Yeah. He said, um, he was going, you can't set the racket on, on board and stuff like that. And I went, you can't be serious. <laughs> I actually said that word, that phrase. It's only when I walked away, I went, oh, no. Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. Good morning, Jason Manford on Absolute Radio. No? No, no, sorry. <sighs> Just trying to mix it up, man. Anyway, Zoe Lyons is here with us. Hiya. The buzz killer. <laughs> the joy vacuum. <laughs> Someone's messaged me here. Steve, Steve, I don't think, understands the gravity of the situation. I lost a £60 tennis racket because I didn't know the rules. He said, they don't allow tennis rackets, Jason, because they don't believe in good service. (laughs) It would be ace if they let you take it. You would love them for it. It's not your fault they won't play ball. At least you're not highly strung. That is a man. Well done. With too much time on his hands. Yeah. He can't have family well, or anything to do. He needs to sit down and have a glass of juice. <laughs> oh, no, don't you start. Sorry. Why is no one taking this seriously? <laughs> I was, I dread the tweezers being taken off me. Because you can't travel with tweezers these days. You're not allowed to travel with tweezers? No, you can't travel That's with tweezers. That's not a terrorist problem, is it? Tweezers, yeah, you can't travel Sorting with tweezers. Sorting out people's unibrows. And if I'm away for three days... Right. And, you know, I'm a woman of a certain age, <laughs> anything could happen! <laughs> Wolverine! Yeah, well... So, yeah. Mm. Tweezers, that is a weird, that is a weird one. You're not allowed tweezers. I didn't know that. And tweezers are expensive. If you get a good are tweezer, they? yeah, if you get a good Stop. tweezer, no, you get a high end tweezer. Crikey, learning things yeah. this morning. Uh, as anyone who's seen my face close up knows, I don't own a set of tweezers. <laughs> I absolutely do not. Uh, I've had a little look online here. Strange things found at airports. Found a little. Uh, Little uh, story here: um, a live caterpillar. It's one thing trying to smuggle dead, uh, dead, dried insects into the country, but one passenger was addicted to eating the creepy crawlies. No, tried to board a plane at Switzerland's Euro Airport with live caterpillars. When custom officers tried to confiscate them, he stuffed as many as he could in his mouth. Hey. Oh, people are horrible! Ended up with butterflies in his tummy. Oh, boom! Thank There's you. the gag. I think we'll leave it there, and all have a little think about what just happened. Where real music matters. Good morning. Welcome to Jason Manford's Absolute Radio Show. <laughs> what about that? Yeah, it's, it's, it's getting there. It's, better. it's closer to... It's calmer, yeah, isn't it? It's calmer. 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 But I think also people are like, who's this? Who's that? Easing you into your day. Yeah, that sounds, oh, no, that sounds no, weird when you said that. <laughs> Jason Manford, easing you. <laughs> <laughs> easing into your day. 
Radio lubricant easing you into your day. No. No, let's no. leave it. I'll stick to what I did. Yeah. Zoe, uh, somebody says, you're allowed tweezers now. So <gasps> what? You can fly happy. Oh, yeah, happy you're allowed them. Beard free. That's you. Because <laughs> well, well, somebody else has texted and say I was stopped at the airport with a pair of tweezers and had to and I had them for years and they were special to me. Nobody's tweezers are special to them. Well, I mean, I mean, they've they've obviously been through an awful lot together if they've built up some sort of relationship. That is weird. What yeah. what what on earth happened in that yeah. person's life that the tweezers were special to them? But they got around the situation because they insisted on putting them in a large duty free carrier bag and booking them in as luggage. Oh, and they safely clever. arrived at their destination. Well, that's how you get those family heirlooms yeah. uh, through, <laughs> passed down from grandmother to mother to daughter. <laughs> the tweezers. Uh, a lot of people are blaming kids for things uh, yeah. that seems to be happening a lot Cara from Cheadle says hi Jace uh, Manchester Airport two years ago also flying down to Southampton weirdly uh, travelling by myself and a security lady looked inside my hand luggage and found my son's gunpowder plot history homework <laughs> that he had put in there the day before when I collected him from school wasn't a great scene uh, seeing a stick of dynamite pulled out of your handbag albeit made out of candles and an old cereal box <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> that is amazing. That would be the best thing to see that. Uh, also, Paul uh, in uh, in Essex says, this was before 9-11, but going through security on my way to the USA, I had a water pistol confiscated. It was a green, clear plastic water pistol, no bigger than half a cigarette box, and it was empty of water. That, that was it. It was taken off. Well, I mean, the rules are the rules. Well, you don't want to get squirted, do you? Yeah. Kind of, also, yeah. where do you where do you stop the? Yeah. You know, you go no guns. You know, yeah. it's a toy one. You know, yeah. some of them very realistic looking. <laughs> very realistic very realistic looking. These not that one to be fair. Uh, then there's weird things like Sean in Bradford. I had a full bottle of brown sauce confiscated, but they missed the fifty sachets on the inside yes. of pocket of my rucksack. Well done, mate. Sticking it to the man. The decoy bottle. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, nightmare. Oh. Oh, I love that sauce as well. <laughs> I am sashayed up, my friend. Don't you worry about that. Well, it's bad enough when a when a when a piece of sporting equipment or indeed grooming equipment is taken yeah, from you. Yeah. But when they take food away, that's when no, I get, yeah, that's, that's when I start to get angry. This is uh this is from Bethan in the world. She says, "Morning, Jason Zoe. I once had an expensive jar of honey mustard confiscated at Amsterdam Airport." Livid. You think really they in Amsterdam yeah, Airport? Yeah, all the things being ta- yeah. taken oh, off people not at Amsterdam. honey mustard. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Music matters.